0: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
1: You know, now, obviously, with the mini is, is the goal of the, the rookie minicamp is to kind of get them acclimated and, and kind of get them caught up a little bit, you know, to what we've already done with the uh, veteran players from an installation standpoint. Once next week starts, then everything gets integrated. So, in other words, the rookies are with the veterans in these meetings as we're installing. Well, a lot of times, and we've all been through this situation before, and the way we try to avoid it is that... You know, we try to tell the rookies, hey, listen, go ahead and listen, take a lot of notes. And then the veteran players are excused. And then comes those sessions maybe that you're discussing, you know, the one-on-ones or, you know, two-on-ones or whatever it may be. Well, that's Doug
2: Marone explaining the uh, whole process of virtual periods and virtual learning. And Jags are a couple weeks into this thing now. And the rookies started uh, this weekend or or started today and and, um, get rolling on it. Also, Tampa and the Jags practicing, uh, if that is allowed. By the time we get to August, schedule of course is out. Preseason is interesting. Jags on the road the first two, at Carolina, at Tampa, then home for a couple. Mm. No surprise uh, in terms of the the keeping it regional. That's usually the case anyway. Uh, but it'll be home against Washington for the third game, which is usually the biggest one, and uh, home against uh, Atlanta, which seems like an every year thing. Mm. Teams love being home for that fourth game because that fourth game to travel is like the worst, and by the really? way this is the last year we'll have four preseason games mm-hmm. go to set three and seventeen uh next year uh friendly reminder that uh all the uh, games are on cbs forty seven and Fox thirty except uh we're not sure just yet I think on that thursday night game against Miami usually there's like a bidding process uh with the local stations so we'll see what happens with that game but uh CBS 47, Fox 30, your official uh, Jaguar stations and all the games. You can always watch them all fall long. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos uh, got all fired up on the Minshew front. I mean, is this going to happen like weekly? Probably. It's going to happen weekly. Uh, It it (laughs) just is.
3: Yeah as long as message board is still a thing, it's going to happen, bro. But,
2: hey, Coos, uh, who's uh, it, it? Jacob or something? Do we have a hater for Austin? Because I need it, right? I mean, I've been getting lit up on Twitter all oh, week about yeah. the heat, about primetime games. <laughs> the 690 I mean, syndicate runs strong with me, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, hey, Austin's, hey. Got, Austin's cousin <laughs> is on here <laughs> on Twitter all, getting after first all, every day. First of all,
3: it's all my cousins, right? I have a very small family, two cousins in Texas. They don't listen to the show. That baseball. They don't have baseball going on right now, but they, they, they're busy. They don't listen to the show. They should, but they're not. Um, But I love how when someone goes after you, and I kind of get a little cocky about it because I'm a cocky individual sometimes, and your excuse is, well, it's only one person. It's only one person. Oh, I'm sorry. When is the last time that someone actually agreed with you and went against me? Go ahead and think about it. I'll wait. Hey, I'll wait
1: i wait. To be fair, Jacob doesn't necessarily agree with you. He just disagrees with what Austin hey, was said. No, all,
3: all I'm saying is when is the last time somebody actually agreed with Brent Martino on Twitter and went against me? I will wait. I'll
2: have to go find out.
3: Come also- <laughs> back to the archives a year ago. Uh, i
2: have to go to the archives. <laughs> uh, maybe it's on the pronunciation of Puzzlesny. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's fair. Cheap shot, that's fair. A little cheap shot in. Yeah, it's all right. Nice to get that in. Yep. Uh, or maybe it's just because you're six six two forty five. They're afraid you're they're uh, you'll come scared. over their house and kick your yeah, ass, their ass. people are scared, man. They're getting that squat rack then, Brent. Build build the
3: body well, up a they little bit, seen man. me
2: how I've been working. The rest of walking right. <laughs> Long walks <laughs> walk. Walking. Yeah, yeah. Do some push-ups. Your endurance is off the charts right now. Your cardio's good. Uh, shot eighty today. There you go. I mean, that's going to strike through a lot of people. <laughs> You keep bring up those golf scores. <laughs> uh, hey, it's funny. I was thinking. I was like, "How was I thinking of today in golf?" And I, I, I was thinking of um, the predictions that we made. So you have like six and ten. I've got oh, seven yeah, and yeah, nine, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think predictions are hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, sure. in the NFL, I think it's really again, it's it's the toughest thing to do. We don't even we base it off last year and kind of what their roster looks like and in that's April, a and, and yep. that's all we have. But it's hard. It, but I said, I don't even know what I predicted last year. Like we were talking in the break, it's like eight and eight or nine and seven. or So it's a little bit like my golf game in golf. So I say this to time. I'm like, I get so pissed off in golf if I shoot like 85 instead of 83. <laughs> it's two strokes. And, yeah. And I'm like, I say it to Ty all the time. Yeah. Like on the way back home, I'm like, I don't know why I'm so mad because. When I walk in this door, I could care less if I shot 80, 83, or 85. It means nothing. It's not like you're in the local championships or anything. It means absolutely nothing. Have fun, man. Well, it's kind of like the score prediction stuff. It's kind (laughs) of like uh, using heat as an example for the Indianapolis Colts to lose in the Open. Yeah, yeah. Well... At the end of the day, nobody really cares. But, but if we got it wrong or right, exactly. Unless, Unless uh, uh, I'm putting a lot of money on
3: it. But you know what? Let's. But someone said something on.
2: Was it Facebook that you were talking about? Yeah. Someone, well, yeah. us get the Austin hater out here? I I need him. Well, I wouldn't even say hater. He no, Just no, disagrees no. with Let's Austin. Let's call
3: Trying to pour gasoline. Do a fire that's not even started. But okay, go ahead. Let's call him a hater. He
2: he said that uh, Foles will have better numbers than Minshew this this season.
3: Okay, and this is the camera right here, right? Cause I, yeah. it was was it on YouTube or was it on Facebook, Instagram?
2: Jacob, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, so somebody's watching the live stream. Yeah. They so see he gets closer to scare him. Hey, this is an hey, intimidation
3: tactic. Hey, Jacob. K. And that's all I'm gonna say.
2: <laughs> but hey. do you think he would? Will. K. That's all I'm gonna say. That would be a bad thing, by the way, if like Foles comes out lights it up. Okay, against the Jaguars? No, no, just oh. in general. Up? Yeah, the yeah, just traded him away. Yeah, I mean he still has
3: to. <laughs> Did you see what uh, Ryan Pace said, the GM, Chicago Bears? So they asked him because they didn't extend uh, the the, the, the fifth year option. Yeah, Trubisky. Yeah. Pace comes out and says, "Don't worry though, he's still our guy going forward." <laughs> I mean, you, you, you can't, you cannot extend the like, you cannot not extend the guy's fifth year contract and say he's still the guy going forward. That's all I'm gonna say. Man. Re- what are you doing?
2: They like redid the contract for Foles and stuff. It's almost like they're more committed to Foles now than they are Trubisky. Yeah. Why are we so concerned about the feelings of quarterbacks? Yeah. It, it's a mystery to me. Yeah. It is for sure. Uh, but we are. Yeah. I mean, not we, but they. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They treat them like kid gloves. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, okay, AFC South. I've been wanting to get this for a while. <laughs> Who's it team to be? But it's I think up. I think it's obvious. I think the Colts. Sure. And you know. The the other thing about that people are putting words in my mouth on the Colts. It was the supposed wasn't that the context of that with Jason Fitz like the bold prediction or or was it the actual prediction? No, it was the prediction because we predicted Saints. Correct. Right. So Saints Colts. Well, that's what you said, yeah. Yeah, way too early prediction is Correct. what it was. And then Jason Fitz said that you need to have be, be drug tested. I did. That's yeah. when the drug testing conversation started.
3: Yeah, and then you started on this this, this laundry list, this, this long line of just crazy comments that kind of warranted drug testing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think the Colts have it. I'm putting my dollars on the Colts to have good Philip Rivers show up. And if good Philip Rivers shows up, then I think – People wouldn't think that's as outrageous if now I've got a chance to look really bad here because if bad Phillip Rivers shows up, the Colts are going to be average, mm-hmm. uh, pretty average, I would think. Yeah. Well, and listen, am I a little bitter because I said last year Philip Rivers
3: would be the MVP of the, of the National Football League? Yeah, I am. So I'm a little bitter towards him. Okay. So don't hold grudges or anything. Oh, I know, right? Sorry, well, Jacob. So with that being said, though, listen, I get what you're saying, right? Because Falls, I'm not so sorry, Foles, uh Philip Rivers Rivers last year, you can say, well, the offensive line didn't really hold up, right? The guy was running for his life. And let's be honest, Philip Rivers is a lot of things, but a mobile quarterback is not one of them. So you put him on probably the best offensive line, if not the top three best offensive lines in the NFL. Okay, cool. You give him some decent weapons, T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle at tight end. uh, Obviously a really great ground attack, which you can use to set up the play action. So I see where you're coming from, Brent. But once again... I make the argument, I think me and Fitz kind of share the same opinion here, where if Foles couldn't get it done with explosive Chargers offense... What makes you think you can
2: get done with the Colts offense? Yes. Rivers? Uh, is I'm funny. sorry, you I keep love saying, Foles right I keep
3: now. saying um, I'm, I'm all in on
2: Foles right now. A guy who yeah. really likes Minshew. You're talking a lot about Foles. I know, right? My uh, bad, man. Rivers though. Uh, here's the deal: I got uh, Indianapolis winning the AFC South at 10 and six. I don't have them as his 14 and two, 13 and three team. Yeah, I, I think people get that mixed up. It's like you, you know, you can go to the Super Bowl without winning like 13, 14 games in the regular season, like it's allowed. That's what I heard. I mean, heck, even Kansas City, they struggled midway through the year last year. They had 12 wins on the season, which is yeah. nice, but uh, that's it. I mean, it's not like well, they, Baltimore won 14 and didn't go. They lost their first playoff game, remember? Let me ask you this, though. Okay, so you like the Colts. You got them going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yep. We'll, we'll, and I have them win the AFC South.
3: Yep. Do you have a, a wild card team in there?
2: I, I didn't do that. Oh, no. But, I mean, do you think another team could go to the wild card? Though? I think or no- they could. I have Tennessee at 9-7, and seven, okay. which, by the way, that might be the nicest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Brett
3: Marno is all in on the Tennessee Titans. Giving them a winning record, that's all in for you with the Tennessee Titans.
2: How about the Tennessee Titans? When I did my schedule and I do it out like this, I have them winning six in a row at one time before fading a bit down the stretch. Dang. Uh, So I have them nine and seven. Okay. How about this? You know I have the Jags at seven and nine, so I've yeah. got them finishing third place ahead of the Houston Texans, who disappointingly go six and ten. Now I have the Texans three and two out of the gates, but then they go on this slide where they lose eight out of nine games, Oof. and Bill O'Brien gets fired in late November, early December.
3: Ooh, right before he trades J.J. Wadaway, too. Just with the ultimate exclamation point for before the Houston Texans. Texan Sean franchise. Watson <laughs> even better, both of them
2: a package trade. Seriously, is that that out there, though? Six and ten for Houston. Some of the stuff that he's tried doesn't work. Watson missing the Andre Hopkins. And O'Brien, who's been on a bit of a hot seat anyway, there's been – I wouldn't say they're content with him. Although he's outperformed the the – probably his perception. And now this whole thing with the GM stuff doesn't look like it's working. I just think there's a trend here to say, you know what, would you be stunned if Bill O'Brien – is fired at some point during the 2020 season, it wouldn't shock me. I'll tell you what,
3: man. Look at the Texans' schedule.
2: And it's a brutal one. Their first (laughs) eight
3: games. I mean, we're talking at Chiefs, home to the Ravens, at the Steelers, home to the Vikings, home to the Jaguars, at Tennessee, Green Bay home, and then at the Jaguars. By the way, if you like
2: New England, they have New England a couple weeks later and a Cleveland team that should be pretty good. I mean, it's not out of the
3: realm of possibility once again these predictions, but it's not
2: out of the realm of possibility to say they go two and six to start things out with. So how, I agree with you. How about this though? This is the funny thing, right? This is again, I use this formula and I try to get when I do predictions. Yeah, I say, hey, they're going to beat somebody you don't think they're going to beat, and and Houston can play with some teams because Deshaun Wits- Watson can lift them up. You know, Sure. well, I got them beating Baltimore in week two. <laughs> And now we're back to drug testing again. Uh, There's
3: no, I, 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 I see it. it. You no, think Listen, I don't.
2: 16 and all No, I don't think so, man. I'm
3: just giving you a hard time.
2: But you're right about that. Murderers' row to start, man. I mean, Casey, Baltimore, Pitt, Minnesota. It's a start the year. Yeah.
3: Oh, you know what? You know what that looks like. It looks like me's. Gonna, I'm going to spend a lot more time on that Twitter handle for the Houston Texans going through the mentions because people
2: are going to be irate. I have a hard. I have a uh, an AFC South that is actually more bunched up than people would think, mm-hmm. which I don't think is that out of the realm of possibility. I mean,
3: what happened last year? Two teams went it's pretty really far. It's really
2: happened a lot. Yeah. nobody's run away with this division since Peyton Manning played in it. Mm-hmm. I, if I if I remember correctly, Like yeah. even the Jags when they were so good in '17. I mean, they won the division by a game. They won. They went ten and six. Yeah. So to
3: answer the question of. Who do I foresee seeing the AFC South? Go and put your earmuffs on because you're not going to like it, yeah, obviously. Like but this. I think the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think okay. a lot of people would go there. Yeah, I, I just think that you essentially bring back your entire roster that you had last year. Um, you lose Conklin. You replace him in the draft, so we'll see that we're there. But overall, essentially the same team. And guess what? You've actually bolstered your defensive line a little bit, right? Uh, I forgot who they had. Who was the, uh, um, Vic Beasley. Yeah, Vic, who was the guy last year? Um, the, the old guy, Cameron Wake. Was like their defensive end last yeah. year, and he was—he's like 40 let years Casey old. They Casey go too, though. Yeah,
2: so they're being under under talked no, about. But, but to be released, fair, though, right? I think Casey was—I
3: don't know for sure, but there's rumors out there saying he was kind of like a locker room problem. Yeah, well, that's okay? not so, surprising. He's kind yeah. of that guy. So, I mean, I think overall, you bring everybody back. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill gets paid. Think about what you want with that, Derek. I mean, literally the only thing for me going forward
2: is if Derrick Henry has a problem with anything going on. Well, not, not only that, you think, man, but ahead. can he duplicate it? I love Derrick. Yeah, yeah. But the, he did a – I mean, he rode – they rode him, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as you can ride a guy yeah. you know, for, well, for, to the playoffs, they did that with Derrick Henry.
3: But don't forget, though, Ryan Tannehill led, like, five game-winning drives, though, too. Like, they, they won a lot towards the end of the season with Ryan Tannehill's arm. They got now, a little more once, explosive on offense. You're right. Once they got to the playoffs, though, it was That's the Derrick fair. Henry show. The, I mean, point. don't get it twisted. Once to the playoffs, then it's, like, the workhorse Derrick. So who
2: are they, right? I mean, are they going to be the team that goes with Derrick Henry and rides the running back? Or are they more Tannin, put it in his hands and let him do stuff? this
3: is why I think the Titans win the division, because we don't know who they are. And you know what? Defensive coordinators may not know who they are. Like, the logic would say you stack the box, you stop Derrick Henry, beat Ryan Tannin, you know, make Ryan Tannehill beat you. But you know what, man? A.J. Brown showed something last year, okay? Like, the receiving core, John Drew Smith coming back at tight end— they're not that bad, you know, and they always get overlooked, obviously, because they run the ball
2: first. But I think if Ryan Tannehill can have a repeat performance of last year, the Titans can win the division. If there's a Brent in Nashville mm-hmm. that's like sunshine and rainbows like I am, I seriously look at Tennessee's schedule, yeah. and have a, I would be like, they're going 13-3. and three. Oh, I know. I mean, if you look at their schedule, you're like, okay— that's That uh, also helps out now, as listen, well. Like, I've got them losing at Denver on Monday Night Football to start the year. But mm-hmm. if I was a Tennessee guy, I'd be like, yeah, we'll go win that game. I mean, it's through lock in Denver. Who cares, right? Sure. Uh, and they go through a stretch, too, where I th- they have Pittsburgh, I think, at home. Yep. Buffalo, I think, might be at home. At home as well. Uh, and then they go Houston, Cincinnati, Chicago, Indy. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I've got them winning all those games. Yep. That's it, the NFL. You're going to lose a couple in there, probably, that, that I don't think. But, mm-hmm. again, if there's... Brent, Sunshine, and Rainbows, like a president of their club. Like They've got, probably got them 13-3 or 14-2. They might. Yeah. I, mean, I It's I, an national I, chapter. I hate them, and I had them winning six in a row. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you couldn't let them win the division. I understand that because it runs deep for you. But, um, yeah, I think the Titans right now are my team to win. All right, a couple other teams I want to look at real quick. Yep. Tampa Bay. How good are they going to be? Mm-hmm. Take a look at Tampa's schedule. And it might be easier, by the way, to find the losses. You can find a loss in week one. They come out of the Brady new Brady era. They're in New Orleans, though, against the Saints team that's stacked, played together for a long time. The continuity of New Orleans, that's a loss. I'm going to give the Saints a win there, right? Oof.
1: Yeah. The yeah, Dome's no, rocking. No,
2: absolutely, yeah. I agree with you but all, then, wholeheartedly. But then, they got Carolina, it's Denver. A it's a win. And the, I want you to pay attention. The hard games they have, all at home, I think. Chargers are at home, right? Correct. Chicago. Is that Chicago? But, it it they, doesn't matter. They I'm they not saying me. that's a hard game. They don't scare me. Packer, that's Green Bay, Packers at home. home. Vegas, they go to Vegas, don't they? Uh, correct. Okay, then they got the Giants. They got the Saints at home again, mm-hmm. obviously in the division, yeah. at Carolina. Rams, Rams home. At home. Kansas City. Man, where you, is that? Hey, it's at home. You mean to tell me that there's not
3: some kind of conspiracy going on right now with this schedule? Because this is the first time I've actually seen it for the Buccaneers.
2: Minnesota. Minnesota. And how this thing
3: shakes out? At home. home, yeah. Every hard team they face. Oh, D- oh, Detroit. On the road. So brave. It's going to be a rough one.
2: It's unbelievable. Man. Now, listen, when I did Tampa's schedule, I was like, okay, like, again, like I say, they're going to lose a game that you don't predict them to lose. That yeah. game for me was Chicago. I got them going to Chicago and losing. Sure. Um, but but is that a late? Is that late? That's a like okay. 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 But okay. They've okay. Already, they're already like 4-1 at that point sure. when I got them losing then. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got them losing to Las Vegas on the road. Okay. Ah, all right, whatever. Sure. They'll be amped up to play. Hey, listen, the Bucks aren't going fifteen and one. Mm-hmm. I don't. They don't strike me as that team. Mm-hmm. They really don't. But uh, I've got a. I end up with eleven and five. Winning the division or second place wild card? Well, I'm riding the Saints. Okay, so I think the Saints. I didn't do the Saints schedule, yeah. but I would consider the Saints like a 13-3 kind of team. Yeah. Okay. So Buccaneers, man, like. But they'll go to the playoffs. Tampa will with yeah. that record. I mean,
3: yeah, I don't see the charters beating them. I don't see them. Lo- I mean, I see what you're saying with the Bears prime time Fox. I mean,
2: you know, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, so would that be like a Thursday nighter? Yeah, yeah. So it's a short week. Um,
3: you know what? I can see Green Bay coming in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see obviously. I think honestly, I think the Saints beat them twice. I really do. Yeah. I, I'm that confident in the Saints. So that's three losses right there. Um, I think the Chiefs beat them. I don't think the Chiefs are gonna be the real deal. They're my Super Bowl pick. So, I have the obviously. Chiefs beat. And Maybe a split with Atlanta. Split with Atlanta. Yeah. That's what and, I did. And maybe the Rams as well. Uh, yeah, so four I'm or prime five. Time. Yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and call 12 them, and four. I'm going to say 11 and five. All
2: right. That's I what a, I 11 and yep. five. Okay. Yep. Uh, last one to take a look at <laughs> because we got a lot on the line here. A lot on the line, Brent. I have Jags. By the way, if you think I've said a lot of stupid things today mm-hmm. and you're just new to the show, I've got a bet. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Somebody might claim this is the new Huckleberry bet. Oh, wait, is this the, there's a conversation oh, about I, thought, it. I thought me mean you had one. No, no we, we we have one have too. One, oh, you you made another one. I I well, there's it's in uh, negotiations whether this should be the Huckleberry At bet for this. At what point year. Are what did are we you do for Brent? What did you do? What? Hey, At
1: what point with all the gambling. Are how we many concerned? times
3: do I have to tell you this? Didn't you learn last year? Like, yes, the Huckleberry bet last year. I, y- you were close. I was close. Okay, but what did I say? When you make these bets with the ESPN 690 brand, you represent me, you represent Coups, reputations and jobs
2: are on the line. And now you mean to tell me that you made a reckless bet with the New England Patriots. It's in negotiation. What, what are you thinking? What did you do? It's the same bet. The Jags will have more wins than the Patriots. And obviously you, you think the Jaguars have more – okay. And the, the, the person Huckleberry
3: bet is taking the Patriots.
2: Yes. But they're hesitating does, because they know. Does this person have his own radio show I can go on and hang out with too? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, i uh, All right. So – But this Patriots. person's hesitating though. Hesitating. Wow. Uh, this person's hesitating. A
3: little, little too hot in this, in this stove, huh? All of a sudden uh, I think can't so. the
2: heat. They'll like it as well as last year's. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, let's go over it then. Um, see what you got, Brett. Right? Because keep in mind, you had the Jaguars winning seven games I this have Jags year. winning seven. Go ahead and break this. Now, I've got to be honest with you here. Yeah? I actually did... Schedule like I didn't add up wins and losses for any of the teams that I predicted until after the fact. Okay, so I didn't know. I mean, you kind of get a gauge where you have them, but I didn't know exactly. You don't
3: go exactly. And
2: and I will say, I actually went back and gave the Patriots another win. I was like, Nah, I don't think that's going to be true. It's very generous of you. Okay, I'm trying to be as realistic as I can. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Patriots, Miami, Week One. I've got them winning revenge from last year's Week Seventeen. I like that. Belichick's going to be ticked off, but then they lose against Seattle. Okay. They beat Vegas. Okay, that's one I switch. I think they lose against Kansas City, so they're two and two. They beat Denver. They're three and two. Mm-hmm. San, now here's where it gets ugly. Here's where it gets ugly. Comes the Foxboro. People get a little tape on Stidham. Comes comes the Foxboro. Okay. San Francisco beats them. Comes the Foxboro. Okay. Buffalo beats them. Okay. At the at the Jets. Yep. Loss. Baltimore I'm done. beats them. I'm done. Houston beats them. I'm done. This is it. This Arizona, is, that's a win. This is absolutely ludicrous. Go they on. go out to L. A. for two games. Yeah. I almost had a split here, but I'm like I'm losing them. Chargers? Losing them both. The Chargers. Okay. 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 You're right. Chargers are better than the Patriots. Go on. Wait a minute. I'll take you. T- uh, listen, I'm hey, not a Tyrod Taylor guy, g- but I'm- I will take Tyrod Taylor over Jared Stidham. I'm going to let you speak your piece. I'll speak my piece. Please continue. I've got them sweeping the Dolphins, so they win again. Oh, that's. But sick. I got them getting swept by Buffalo, so they lose against Buffalo. At, and they at win Fox, the bro. finale at, against the Jets to get to six and ten. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots are six and ten. <clears throat> oh man, I tell you, <clears throat> I'm not buying Ruth's Chris kind of steak for everybody, but I'll buy you something.
1: If the Patriots I'm are 6-10 this
3: year. I'm just wondering when this intervention's got to happen with, 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 with whatever you're on. Eventually, I have to talk to your wife, and we got to set something up, and you got to come in and take a seat because we have to talk to you about your picks right here. Now, listen, okay. I
2: at least didn't fire Bill Belichick like I did Bill O'Brien. Oh, so he saw has a job? <laughs> <He> well, <Whoa, laughs> how generous of you. The guy that's won
3: how many Super Bowls keeps his job after one bad year, so generous. Okay. But he might not be able to handle that little stretch where he loses like 7 out of 8. All right, real quick, I got... Uh, Dolphins at Patriots. Patriots win that game. At Seattle, they lose. Um, Raiders at Patriots. Patriots find a way. They win. Uh, Patriots at Chiefs. Chiefs win. Broncos at Patriots. Patriots win. 49ers at Patriots. Bill Belichick finds a way. They win. Um, Patriots at Bill's. They lose. Patriots at Jets. Duh. They win. Ravens at Patriots. (coughs) Patriots find a way. They win. Uh, Patriots Patriots at Texans. Patriots find a way. They win. Um, Cardinals at Patriots. Patriots find a way. They win. Uh, Patriots at Chargers. Ooh, the West Coast ship. That's why Bill Belichick's one of the best coaches of all time. Defensive minded guy. They find a way to win. Patriots at Rams. Uh, You know what? McVeigh has his moment in the sun. Enjoy yourself. Primetime television. I'll give it to the Rams. Patriots at Dolphins. Duh. Bills at Patriots. Patriots find a way to win. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Jets at Patriots. Patriots find a way to win. So,
2: one, two, so what 12. do we got? Twelve, yeah. You just said the Patriots yeah. without Tom Brady go 12-4.
1: and <laughs> No, the no, main I'm with kidding. Tom Brady go 11-5. <laughs> You're out of
3: your mind. No, I'm kidding. But realistically, though, listen, <laughs> I was a little exaggeration there. I think the Patriots win ten games. Ten and six. Ten and six.
2: Ten and six. All right. Ten and I'm six. Writing it down. Put it down on the board. Ten and six. I'm gonna find a new spot for this. Here we go. I'll do it right here. Yep. Ten and six. Pats. Eleven and five. Bucks.
3: And, and then Jared Stidham comes out and says, "What's up, Brett?
2: And Marno? should have picked me instead of Daniel Jones. Peace." Who has a better year, Stidham or Minshew? Oh, Minshew. Okay. At least yeah, you, come, come on. At least you don't need a drug test. <laughs> uh, we got uh, South Beach Gary on the line. I guarantee he wants oh, to tell go. me the Dolphins are going fourteen the and two. Well, Yeah.
1: Oh, I love it. The Dolphins don't have a bye till week 11. I usually give them in the first three or four weeks of the season. But uh, that, that that's two as tyrannicals for you there, Austin. Two as tyrannicals.
3: Let me go ahead and Google that word real quick so I can see what it means, but I'll take your word for it. Two as a dinosaur. Oh, I got you. <laughs> that's what it is? I don't know. Tyrannical
2: okay. Is that what tyrannical means? No. Uh, okay. Go ahead. I don't <laughs> What you got?
1: How, how good are the Dolphins going to be? How good are the Dolphins going to be? Oh, at least 11 wins if Tua starts the season. He's, do you think he is seriously? I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a doctor, Brent. The last time, but I did stay a Holiday Inn Express before.
3: <laughs> and by the way, Brent, tyrannical means a char- a characteristic of
2: tyranny, um, oppressive or controlling. Mm. I don't know if Tua wants to be associated with that. Uh, the I don't care what two wants, once. That's my that's the
1: nickname. Uh, we'll United see if he signs not off on, on it.
2: Characteristic of
3: I don't don't know if it he's
1: controlling
2: that like uh, Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. Winning ten games last year, I believe too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <excuse me. laughs> All right. Uh, I'm assuming
2: you have uh, the uh, the the Dolphins beat the Jags on a uh, prime time here in Jacksonville.
1: Well, certainly if two started, started, of course. But but seriously, guys. The Dolphins had a great draft. Of. They, they, they address the offensive line issues. I mean, they, they've got great cornerback depth now. How many Byrdes, corners do you Young guys need? Howard and uh, the, the kid they signed from Auburn, Austin. It's a, that's a great second. I don't know one position. The Jags are better than the Dolphins now.
3: Uh, defensive end pass rusher, probably quarterback. Um, how many cornerbacks
1: do
2: you guys need? Linebacker?
1: No. Linebacker? What do you have down there, Van Noy? We got your own baker, We got uh, a Noy? Come on, did Jack said my banker's better than those two? I don't know. I got hundred million dollars wrapped uh, up Joe in i Miles Jones? Jones. So <laughs>
2: Miles Jack. He, how
1: he how many corners do you guys need, hand. though? He couldn't tackle my hand.
3: He he'd get confused and overrun it. How how many corners do you guys need, though?
1: How many corners do we need? Yeah. You know, well, a lot of times you you play with a fifth uh, nickel package. Yeah, you know, a like a nickel lot. Pack. So what, what about thirty percent of the defense is nickel package anymore, isn't it, Austin?
3: So you're gonna spend thirty percent on a first round draft pick?
1: We got three of them. I got, my goodness, we we had, we we had draft picks to burn. You know uh, that all. Okay. <laughs> okay. We know okay. All about that up here. And, 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 <laughs> and I believe Tony loves Miss Austin Jackson, the offensive lineman, Brent. Yeah, well, I of course Tony, he does. I think Tony. <laughs> no U.S. bias. Loves the guy. Tony thinks he's the best lineman in the with w- the best lineman in the draft. Right?
2: Uh, I bet he does. I bet he does. Uh, all right, Southeast Jared, we got to get rolling here. Uh, thanks for jumping in. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening to Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six ninety. I think it's so funny that the uh, Miami Dolphins for twenty years they played against Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time, in the moment that he gets away from their division, they go get every cornerback no. that ever existed. <laughs> right? Hey, what, like, where was that attitude a couple yeah, years ago? Yeah. Like, now we're afraid of Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, and <laughs> who else is in that division? That's pretty much Jar- Jared, Jared Stidham. <laughs> yeah.
3: Hey, come on. Go get that nickel cornerback in the first round. It's going to serve you well.
2: Who are we to make fun of a team? Oh, we're, we're in the same boat right now, Brent. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah going to have fun with it. All yeah. right. When we come back, big fight company. night UFC yeah. in Jacksonville. Yeah. Austin breaks it down a little bit. And I do have this Jordan Kerr fighting. Why is this such a big deal? That's coming up on The yeah. Last Dance this weekend. Hey, this just in. Teammates in sports fight. Yeah. It happens. Yep. will be okay. We're fighting to the finish on a Friday next on ESPN 690. Tiger's pretty familiar with this. Uh, obviously, when you were putting the jacket on me, it fit perfect. Thank you. And then this is the trophy for the match. I don't know, actually, Tiger, if you know what this looks like. You might have caught a glimpse, but that's that's actually what the trophy looks like.
0: Uh, had you would have won. Understood. Um, hold on one second. I just got an ice bath. <laughs> and I'm a little bit chilly. Green jacket on here. Well, well played,
1: played sir. Right um, uh, well
2: played. Well, I didn't see that, but I'm assuming that was their pump up for the match on May 24th. Mickelson and Woods, Ernie, uh, in there as well, because it's going to be on TNT. Mm-hmm. Um, whew, that'll be a good one. Thanks Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Thanks for, like context. I had no idea what was going on in that audio clip. Yeah, it's um, May 24th. It's going to be down at Seminole now. That's where Tiger's a member, and they're going to have it on TV. Were, so it should be pretty good. They were getting into it. Peyton Manning was making fun of Tom Brady for getting in trouble in Tampa Bay. Oh, like, really? They were, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the audio is here. Oh. I think that's the fun stuff of those guys, right? Yeah. I think that's what you learn. You learn a little bit about Jordan during this old documentary. Of course, man. They, they, they talk trash, man. Yep. That, to me, humanizes them. Because we've all been there on a on a. a Basketball court. We don't have to have that game to talk trash. Oh you know, no, you do it, a, no. I can, and, I can
3: get three rebounds and no points. I'm talking trash. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, go watch my Jacksonville Giants highlights. I was talking so much trash. <laughs> I really didn't do anything.
2: It's the fun part of sports. Yeah. And that you can go have a drink with the guy after, yeah. you know, or or the team after, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that is the fun part of sports. Here's Peyton Manning ripping on Brady.
1: Ernie, the course, you know, the <laughs> tournament had to be in Florida. You know, after Tom's. B&E arrest with uh, the open <laughs> monitor. He couldn't leave the state.
2: <laughs> so you I like it. He's funny guy, He's a good too, guy, man. man. Yeah, yeah. He is funny. Yeah. So that, I, I think this will be good for Brady. Hmm? See, Tiger's had a nice resurgence. Mickelson is kind of a I, – I know some people hate him. Uh, they think he's phony and stuff. And, and you that's your,
3: your that's your hero, Brent. Be honest.
2: Uh, wow, I don't know about my, no, my hero. Uh, probably from a golf standpoint, more Tiger. Yeah, but, but it used to be you had to be a left-handed. Phil Moore Tiger guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was a both. Uh, I I like them both. So, okay. um, and so but Mickelson is a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. There are some detractors, but he's a fan favorite. Manning has been that way, but Brady, we haven't seen like this a lot. Right, we haven't seen behind the curtain.
3: We just see the Kentucky Derby getting plastered once a year, and that's about it. That's it.
2: And and I think we're going to see more of that now that he's outside of Foxborough. I think we might find out that Brady is more like this, but he couldn't be like this. Yeah, when he was in New England. Now maybe he didn't want to be. Mm -hmm. Find that out in a book someday. Mm -hmm. But could we? Find out that, you know what, I'm going to enjoy this part of it. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to show personality. Uh, and he did, the only time you ever saw personality from Tom Brady is if he said something on the radio show that he did like every Monday morning. Yeah. Or when he tweeted like a, a hype video out yeah, but on even, Facebook.
3: But even then, like, you remember like one of his very first videos was with him and Rob Gronkowski. And I forgot like what the... Like what it even was about, but it was just them kind of smiling through an airport or something, like smiling like we're
2: coming back or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's but what, yeah, like that's what. Like there
3: was right. like zero context to it; they're just smiling. I'm like, okay, Tom. And I it's got now it. just
2: like a gif, basically yeah, that yeah. they they use exactly. Um, uh, all right, hey, real quick. Yeah. How much fight you fought all the time in practice this <laughs> week on on the last dance? Yeah. Uh, Jordan and Kerr, they're going to really break down that fight right yeah. where they kind of went at it a little bit. Yeah. It's not a big deal, or is it a bigger deal because it's Jordan fighting in practice? When your best player, would it be like Minshew or your quarterback fighting and taking swings in practice? Would that have a different tone, even on the football field? Would it have a different
3: tone? Absolutely. If we go out there and Gardner Minshew gets in a fight, are we sitting back thinking like, what is going on? Yes, absolutely. And you know what? And the sports media journalist in me would say, well, (laughs) this team is, well, this is crazy. We got quarterbacks fighting each other now, but you know what? The football player in me. The guy that's been in locker rooms before would go, you know what? Quarterback's getting in a fight. The best player on the team may be getting in the fight. I love it, man. I'm all about it because it shows that, you know, the quarterback position or the best player on the team, like Michael Jordan, dude, he's on a pedestal, Brent. Like, this guy, when he's in the locker room, he has his own, like, he has his own section. He has his own security. Like, he's not really part of the team. So when you have a guy that, you know, is willing to fight somebody over whatever discrepancy, if they're not working hard enough, or disagreement, it shows that they're passionate. It kind of reinforces the idea of like, yes, this guy's the leader, and you know what? This guy cares that much. I can go to war with him any day of the week. So with that being said, I, I'm, I'm all for it, whether it would be Michael Jordan. I mean, obviously, you don't see your quarterback getting in a fight on the field and hopefully he doesn't get injured. But I'm just saying, if he got a little verbal altercation, I'm all about it.
2: Yeah, I, I just think it's not that surprising. Yeah. But, I mean, I understand. A, first of all, this is fun for the documentary. I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not dumb. Uh, the thing has caught everybody's attention, and, yeah. and this is another element of it. Yeah. I just don't think it's that surprising. I mean, uh, again, do I hmm. think Larry Bird got in fights in practice with players? Probably. Yeah. I mean it probably did. I yeah. I just think it's a it's a team sport type of thing. I mean it's a competitive type of thing. Yeah. What I didn't what I think this showcases a lot is just how much competitive nature there is in practice. Mm-hmm. See when we go watch a football practice, I don't you don't feel that. They don't want people getting hurt. Yeah. So to me, at least what we get to see in the media, it's not like it's a Monday night. Yeah. You know, and, and you're under the lights playing a game. Heck, it's not like it's a Sunday afternoon. I know they might be intense at times, Mm -hmm. and there might be some kind of, like, uh, emotions get going. And I'm not saying guys don't try. Yeah, But what we're learning in the Jordan documentary, at least back in the 90s, those practices, man, they were knockout. Uh, you well, know, drag down kind of, especially with Team USA. I mean, yeah. that was a great indication of it.
3: And that's why I love so much to practice with the the Jacksonville Giants, right? The Jacksonville Giants, in terms of ABA basketball, I mean, they're the team, right? Yeah. No, no yeah. one can beat they've them in the best. They've, they've been the best for a long time now. And I remember when I showed up for practice, and, dude, I'm nervous. Like, I haven't shot a basketball in forever. I'm like, I'm going to make a fool of myself. But like, I remember when I got there, and a couple players reiterated this point to me. They're like, this is the game right here. Like, when, when we go out there and play, I think it was on Saturday night, like when we go out there and play, we I mean, yeah, we're going to win. That's what we do. But, like, this right here, this is where we get better. Like, th- this is the true game right here. I'm like, okay. Like, I didn't really buy into it. But then, like, I, I was sitting on the bench and watching them go back and forth, and they weren't lying, Brent. I, I'm talking, like, basketball is getting thrown in the stands a little bit, just like we saw Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. By, like, that That stuff happens at yeah. an ABA game, okay? And let's be honest. I mean, as far as competition, like, yeah, the competition's great and everything, but these guys don't maybe have aspirations to play in the NBA. Like they understand what's up right now. It's it's an ABA league and, and they are where they are. But like they still care. They're still competitive. And guess what? That's why they're so good at So to say Michael Jordan, you know, like are you gonna be disappointed if he throws the punch at Steve Kerr and we kinda see the behind the scenes a little bit? Well you shouldn't. Okay? Because you, you can go on the highway, someone cuts you off, what are you going to do? You're going to flick them off and try, probably want to fight them. You're going to have that moment of rage where it's like, well, screw this guy, I want to do something about it. Go play video games with, with your children sometime see, <laughs> see see how they talk to each other <laughs> online. Kuz, cool, so you can back me up. I'm sure you've had a couple choice words to some strangers online. You know I'm why? Everybody. that's not my that's not on my team. Well, smart. You know why? Because there's competitive people out there, right? And they get upset when they lose. But Or they're just trolls. Or they're trolls, too. But there's some com- competitive people out there who yeah. get mad when they
2: lose. I just want to make a clarification here at 547 on the Friday, we did not encourage road rage or child abuse here on the show.
3: No, I said go play video games with your children. I don't say, like... That's not what I meant. I said, like, go listen to what your kids say on online. Friend, stop twisting my words, man. But, listen... Oh,
2: you were saying not playing against your kids. Okay. No, okay. no, no, but... I thought you were saying if you lost to your kids no. in video games. <laughs>
3: No, not at all, man. But I guess you know what I'm trying to say through this uh, synopsis here, my thesis uh, on my whole TED talk about beating up your children, supposedly, is the fact that everyone's competitive. Whether it's playing a board game, whether it's professional sports, there is competition. And sometimes competition, whether it's family, teammates, a brotherhood, strangers, competition's going to breed some kind of animosity. Yeah. Okay? So... I'm not going to judge Michael Jordan with what happens here. I mean, literally, there's nothing Michael Jordan can do in this documentary coming up with Steve Kerr where I'm going to be like, oh, he went too far. No, man, because guess what? You're the best of all time. You, you, you can go too far and get away with it. You can push those buttons.
2: All right. okay. we got to let you talk about UFC 249. Real quick, Coming yeah. up tomorrow night yeah. here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Live sporting event. First yeah. time in months yeah. right here in Jacksonville. It's on ESPN Plus and then pay-per-view. Uh, give us some of the headliners, however you want to break it down. So, it's yeah. a great card, right? So uh,
3: It's a great card. It's one of the best cards of all time.
2: Okay? And, yeah, uh, you said that with Dan White last week and, or earlier uh, in the
3: week. And my kind of bum that I can't go into it, you're damn right I am. Um, and am my kind of bum that I've been doing interviews with the Times Union, they're asking me all these MMA questions. And they're not going to use their credentials? Oh, yeah, I'm a little bummed about that. Am I a little bummed that I'm probably going to turn on the TV and see Lenny Curry with about 30 of his family and friends sitting front row on their cell phones not watching the fight? <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little bummed about it, but you know what? Let's get through this card. UFC 249, here we go. I'm going to fight through the tears. Listen, usually I would say check out the main event, you know, ch- check out the co main event, check out the third fight from the main event. But, and, and listen, I'm not getting paid by ESPN, I'm not getting paid by the UFC. I'm just talking to you as a fan of fights. I'm telling you right now that you need to schedule. Check your local listings, first of all. <laughs> but you, you need to go ahead and make a schedule. Saturday evening, 630, you got to watch these fights. All right? ESPN Plus uh, and the regular ESPN channel. Now, listen, we don't have that much time. I can't go through every single fight. Okay? But the uh, the main event of the early prelims, Vincent Luque versus Nico Price. Nico Price, Florida born, Florida raised. Uh, you know, he's kind of one of those homegrown guys. Um One of the only guys I've ever seen knock out somebody from his back. So when I say that, the the, the guy was like on top of him, he threw an elbow, knocked him out cold. Yeah. Nasty. That. Nasty. Taking on Vincent Luque, who only knows one thing. To go forward and lower his chin. So this is going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be a Pier six brawl. Check that one out. The early prelims, if you will.
2: It's Pier six brawl, is that kind of like a thing? Is that kind of like a, pier h- six how brawl. you
3: describe it? Uh, that, well, that's how CM Punk used to describe it back in his wrestling days. Right, so yeah, that's, that's, that's how I'm going to describe it. Um, and the prelims. Then, uh, once again, I can go on and on about this. We got Jacare Souza taking on Uriah Hall. Jiu-Jitsu versus Ninja. See what happens there. Michelle Waters in the karate hottie, very aesthetically pleasing for all, you know, you guys out there that are casual MMA fans, taking on Carlos Sparza. once again, karate versus wrestling check that out, Alexi Olenek who is probably 60 years old has over 80 MMA fights known as the human ball constrictor for a reason great jiu-jitsu, guess who he's fighting Brent, another jiu technician we're going to have a grappling matchup between Fabrício Verdum, Verdum hasn't fought in over like I think 2 or 3 years, that'll be a great one
2: is Olenek an, an analyst?
3: No, no, no! You're thinking uh, John Anik. Close uh-huh. though. I, I see you doing a little homework. I mean, you kind of got a D on that, but you're still doing a little homework. It's okay. And then Anthony Pettis taking on Donald Cerrone. That's the main event of the prelims, by the way. This is like a main event quality match right here on the prelims. Cowboy Cerrone fighting on the prelims. So, I watched
2: Pettis fight his last fight. I think it yeah, was. Remember, I told he's you. Good. Yeah, he's
3: the ninja guy. Exactly. So you got, you know Cowboy Cerrone's a fan favorite. This will be a great one as well. Now let's go to the main uh, the, the pay per view card real quick here. Greg Hardy, Jorgen de Castro. Obviously, Greg Hardy, we know who he is. Jorgen DeCastro. Hey, UFC, be a little more disrespectful to my man, Jorgen DeCastro. Don't even have a picture on him on the fight card. It's just it's a, a black file. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like you're playing Mortal Kombat, and your opponent hasn't selected his player yet. By the us way, to I say, way, uh,
2: I have a uh, do not show Greg Hardy or talk about him rule here at Action Sports Chats. You can, but uh, we don't. Oh, you asked, uh,
3: uh, you, well, you, you asked Dana White about him, uh, but it's okay, though. I, I didn't forget that about was that. was more trying to
2: get a compliment out of him for years.
3: <laughs> I appreciate it. No. Well, listen, I mean, obviously you got two heavyweights together. Um, Sparks are gonna fly. Greg Hardy, I think he has advantage, the power, obviously, the athleticism, the striking. But don't sleep on Jorgen DeCastro. Okay, this guy's got great timing. Um, he's got great striking as well. So, like, something's gotta give him this one. Greg Hardy's cardio could be a question. I think DeCastro can probably go a little longer than he can. So does DeCastro try to take it to the deeper rounds?
2: Put Greg Hardy in deeper water? We'll see. Let me ask you a question, though, yeah. seriously speaking. Has Hardy done better than you th- thought he would do in this honestly or?
3: about the same I thought he actually do a little better um his last fight against Volkanovski on short notice fought him I think over in Europe but Volkanovski's a he's like a 6-7 kind of tie boxer kind of style dude um he didn't look good like it against Volkanovski so okay. or Volkov I'm sorry but so yeah I mean I think Hardy's kind of done he's 6-2 do two, two, right or 5-2 uh, I
2: think he's 5-2
3: uh 5-2 five, five correct yep uh Jeremy Stevens Kelvin Cater so Listen, when I said I was excited for the UFC fights to come to Jacksonville, I didn't want them to go without a hitch. Well, this is the hitch, okay? And then this is, it's not a really big deal because it happens all the time, but this is the hitch. Jeremy Stevens comes in to the weigh-ins this morning, weighs five pounds over. Not good. Okay, usually you can weigh two or three pounds over, and it's like, oh, well, you got to take a percentage, but five pounds is a lot of weight. So I'm not sure if this was COVID-19 related, if it was training, whatever it was, but he came in five pounds overweight. Thankfully, though, for the sake of this card, the fight is still going to continue. Jeremy Stevens is going to lose 30% of his purse, so regardless of what happens with Cater, he's getting that money. So that fight is still on, but he's going to have a five-pound advantage.
2: Let let me ask you this real quick. What happens if he can gain as much as he wants now? Or will there be another category no. that he can't exceed, and there'll be more bonus money that would, no, or no, more so, contract. Money so that since
3: go. he was five pounds over at the weigh-in, now like it's over. So like, w- what you weigh when you go in the cage, you can weigh whatever.
2: It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
3: Yep, exactly. Even if you
2: didn't weigh in correctly. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
3: Uh, Francis Ngannou versus Rosenstreich. I talked about Francis Ngannou a little bit to you. You did. This guy grew up in Africa in the salt mines. Okay, like this guy, no one has ever called out Francis Ngannou for good reason. I haven't called him out. Would I fight him? Yeah, probably. But I'm not going to call him out. Uh, Rosenstrook has called him out. All right. So, Rosenstrook, Nanganu, both guys, I think, are actually born uh, in Africa. Nanganu moved when, uh, to France when he was young or whatever, like that. But, needless to say, both guys pack power. All right. Both, this is going to be an absolute war of nutrition. Um, I get what people could say. Francis Nanganu, sometimes he's on, sometimes he's off. We're reminded about Derek Lewis, where it was him and Derek Lewis, the Black Beast. Everybody said, well, it's going to be one for the ages. And it was probably the most boring fight of all time. Ngannou's different now I think Ngannou Learned from that uh, Derek Lewis fight He's changed up His training a little bit He's changed, changed up His mindset And you know Rosenshuk's down Rosenshuk coming off A knockout To Alistair over him Showed you those pictures Where he busted his lip yeah, open yeah, yeah, Keep yeah. in mind That was nasty Keep in mind He was down that entire fight Knocked him out in the fifth round So it goes to show you That Rosenshuk has got some pretty good uh, You know cardio And he has the mental capacity Should be a good fight Co-main event Henry Cejudo Dominic Cruz Dominic Cruz coming back um, Off of injury Analyst Everybody knows him I think it's been like three years since he's fought, taking on Henry Cejudo. Uh, They call him Triple C. He's won a gold medal, and he's a two-weight division champion right now. Um, It'll be a good one. You know, Dominic Cruz, probably the most unorthodox fighter you're ever going to see in the UFC versus Henry Cejudo, who does things very well in terms of grappling, using his striking to set up takedowns. Can he keep Dominic Cruz down? That's the big question. Five-round fight. cardio is going to be on display. And then the main event, I don't got to say much more, man. We've been talking about it all week. Tony Ferguson, Justin Gagey. I'm going to say it right now, okay? This fight, and I get fight, Anything can happen in fights, right? Um, you can go down to the ground. somebody got can get taken down, wrestling, whatever. No. This fight right here will deliver. I I guarantee it. I've never really had any guarantees on the show before, but I guarantee that as long as this fight is like standing up and someone's still conscious, this will be a crazy fight.
2: There you go. I love it. Yeah. Uh, that is tomorrow night. Everything starts around 6.30. 6.30. ESPN Plus, I think, starts at around like, uh, 8 o'clock. Yeah. And then the pay-per-view around 10 o'clock. Nice work. Uh, outside of the main event, yeah. what's your second best fight? Ooh. If you had to watch one other fight, pick one for everybody.
3: Okay. Outside of the main event, go ahead and give me... Vince Luque and Nico Price. Okay, and and that's going to be in the in the pre prelims.
2: Okay, so that's early in the night. Early in the night. All right, so yeah. check that one out. Yeah. Uh, all right, that will do it. Hope you had a good week, everybody. Uh, predict the Jags to go sixteen and zero, and um, <laughs> you'll really go into the weekend uh, feeling very good about yourselves. By the way, you see the Blue Angels today? Missed them. Who's?
1: I fell asleep on the couch. Oh my god. Well, I didn't either. I was actually <laughs>
2: out on like the golf course. I didn't see him. I thought I'd see him. But I obviously everybody in town got video yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. Yeah, so uh, that's some saw, saw pictures. Pretty... I, I missed them though too. And by the way, you know, that was a beautiful day to be able to do it, and also that was a nod to uh, obviously all the frontline workers. Uh, during COVID-19, so yeah. nice gesture by uh, everybody there. Uh, Blue Angels, always pretty cool to see up in the sky. Watch us on TV all weekend long. We'll break down some of the fights tomorrow night. We'll have the coverage. Marcel Robinson will be there covering the event, so whatever goes down, he'll have that. It'll be Action Sports Jacks primetime, 10.30 on Fox 30, on CBS 47. Thanks for hanging out with us here on ESPN 6.9. Everybody, we'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend.